Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ryan. To my right is James. To my left is Brad. And we saw The Last Stand this week. Hey, if you're like, hey, I've never listened to The Real Nerds. What are these guys all about? Every week we go and see a movie and we review it. But that's not all we do, James. What else do we do? Oh, we see other things throughout the week. Brad, what else do we do? Uh, we read comic books. We also do some box office numbers. We see what's coming out on Blu-ray, and we also do some movie news. Yeah, I was seeing how well you guys pay attention to the podcast that I run, and if you could think quick like I can. Honestly, I just I, I just can't. I'll admit it. Them. Yeah, no. It, usually, people have heard people have heard the episodes that we do without Ryan. They, they are completely fucked up. <laughs> we may never do it again. See, yeah. and you guys think you just take me for granted, and I'm just you know I'm like the utter of the. I'm sorry. How does the show actually <laughs> get on the internet? I never. St- over, I never. T- no, I never said I took you for granted. I said you take me for granted for my ability to communicate through the. Take you for granted. I encourage you to start the show. <laughs> But you know what? It'd be nice if you guys said, you know what, Ryan? You put together a real good show. All you guys do is say, see this movie, you fucking fat fucker. I'm, and that really hurts my feelings. I'm really thirsty since we started talking about udders, but I stopped paying attention. What are we doing? I don't even know. I just went on some weird We're attempting thing. to start a show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, cool. I'm trying to be funny, but you know, no, sometimes yeah. it doesn't always work. Yeah. Anyways, if you're unfamiliar with the format of the show, we do this lame introduction like I tried to do and be funny. Yep. And then we talk about movies. We Oh, no, we do fan mail. Is there fan mail this week? Oh, Hate mail this fun. week. <laughs> um, we Then we do our fan mail. Then we do what we've been watching. And then we do some box office numbers. And then we also do some news and DVD releases. And then we talk about a movie we saw. Did yeah. I mention we also do a comic book? We also do a comic book. But this week, we're going to change it up. If you're listening and say, hey, where's your commercials you do at the beginning of the show? Well, we're changing it up. Those commercials will now be edited into the middle of the show so you can listen to the show and then glaze over the commercials and never listen to the show Use some kind again. of science. No, 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 no. Listen name. to the commercials because... Oh, no, I said listen to the commercials and then never listen to the show after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to listen to the commercials because that's how we keep ourselves afloat, boys. That's how we keep the podcast going. It's the only reason I do this. Exactly. Because if we don't have our barbecue sauce, then... What the fuck are we doing this for? I don't know how I'd eat chicken without it. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, he really sold me on that barbecue sauce. <laughs> so his mouth was full of chicken. That was the It point. was. So he had to spit the chicken out. No, he had to swallow the chicken because the barbecue sauce is so good. Yeah, I always swallow the chicken. Always swallow the chicken. <laughs> it's, it's intense flavor coated my mouth and made it impossible to speak. Hey, wipe, wipe that off your chin, dude. That's gross. Getting it all over the microphone. <laughs> uh, For those of you listening at home, Brad just used a microphone like it was a dick, and he rubbed it all over his mouth. It's still, it's you, still happening. No, stop it. You oh. might hear the scratch of his beard. Uh. Scarier than mama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, uh, we'll get to that later. Hey, um, what? Fan mail. Fan mail. So it started off as fan mail this week. <laughs> It really did. We got a lot of new likes. And, we did. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, if, and... if you liked us on Facebook, thank you so much. And if you're tweeting to us, thank you so much, by the way. If you're listening um, for the first time, welcome. What started off as a really exciting time for us <laughs> this week, one of our favorite movies from the year, was it on all three of our lists? Uh, yeah. It was. I believe so. Yeah. Was the movie Looper. The movie Looper is directed by a gentleman named Ryan Johnson, yep. who made Brick and the Brothers Bloom both Great. I've been a big fan of his since break. It's Both good movies, but I think Looper is his best movie. And uh, w- maybe three weeks ago, James, was it? Oh, it was before It was before ago? the end of the year. Yeah, it was over a month ago. Over a month um, ago, James wrote an article about, is the internet making you hate movies? Yeah. Um, basically pointing out the stuff that... We, we, we have a mantra around here where we're going to go into every movie 
and expect to enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, because we didn't want to be part of kind of the culture now where it's you hate movies for the sake of hating. Well, and I, I think you go in with so many preconceived notions of what a movie, what you think a movie is going to be that – um, that if you go in expecting like, oh, this is going to be shit, and you, well, as I say in the article, if you hold the movie at a distance and don't try to meet it halfway in some places, then you're going to find things that you hate about it, and you're going to not like the movie. It, it gets in the way of your enjoyment exactly. of the film, which means why even go in the first place. This is a roundabout way of saying that for s- some how, we don't know. Do you know how? Ryan, uh, I sort of, ex- oh, oh yeah, no, I know how. How did Ryan Johnson well, get a hold of the article? Uh, because well, I sent it to him. Uh, because they made, they've been doing these videos online lately where they, they do things like, they're, they're either honest trailers for a movie or they're, uh, that was in quotes, uh, or they're, the worst ones I think are everything that's wrong with a movie in 30 seconds. They did The Avengers, they did The Dark Knight, and then they finally did Looper. Uh, and his tweet was something along the lines of, you know, I, I guess I should have a good sense of humor about this, but I've addressed some of these problems in other places, you know, already, um, and explained why they aren't really problems or how they work in the movie. Um, now I'm saying more things than you can in 140 characters, but still. Yeah. And then he linked to this video, and I I tweeted him back, and I said, actually, I don't think you should be good humored about it. I think what the internet is doing is really kind of shitty. And I linked him this article I had written, um, and he replied, and then it yeah, sort he, of he, spread and, from there. And all he replied was, "Well said." My, my friend. friend and I'm your what friend too, Ryan. I know and what and what happened to this is actually one of my favorite movies from 2012 Scott Derrickson retweeted it yeah he retweeted he made sinister yeah. sinister what did i say well you just said his name but he's the guy yeah, who made yeah, sinister, made sinister yeah. sorry um he made sinister and i love that movie and he retweeted it and uh, and then he started following us. Yeah, so which by, is awesome. Yeah, so thank you. And I was so over the moon just that Ryan Johnson had replied. You know, I mean, it's silly. Like I have a I have a bachelor's degree in English. If he tells me that I, my article was you know well said, that shouldn't you know that shouldn't give me a hard on. But I just, I don't care. But it was awesome. You know, it is kind of um, cool because I, mean, I I really respect that guy. I think he's exactly. one of the most exciting people making movies. And that's right got Derrickson retweeted it and then followed us. Thank you. Yeah, by I the know, way, dude. And that's I don't even know he knows that I love Sinister. So, <laughs> and I also love his first movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. So I, I do respect him too. And after we did this, we started getting um, people started it got, finding yeah the, people saw the article. And a whole bunch of people have liked it and reblogged it. Thank you. Uh, many great things have been said about it. So over, we're just going to... Over 80 likes. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. But what it's also done is got us <laughs> something that we have asked for. It's a- attracted detractors. Yeah. <laughs> it has. We were always telling people to call in and tell us that we suck. Uh, nobody called in, but they yeah, definitely the way, told you, us we suck. You can call us, 720-6-NERDS5, to voice your opinion. Yeah. Because now we're just going to read it, and so maybe we'll get your... Uh, they didn't call in, but they wrote essays about it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of interesting because one of the first ones we got, well, the first one we got was from a gentleman named Matt Galvin and he's the host of the dark Knight news podcast. Cool. So thanks for finding us fellow podcasters. Yeah. Love I might it. have to check that out. Um, he's, and he says, good article. I agree and disagree, which is cool because I mean, not everybody's going to have the same opinion. Yeah. Um, most of these videos are just nitpicks and nitpicks do not ruin a film. They are small things that you can't let go that you can let go. And most movies have them. Agreed. But I think Dark Knight Rises, Prometheus, and Looper have gaping huge plot holes that affect the entire film. They also have some really poor writing. So in each of these videos, Honest Trailers or Movie Sins, the majority are throwaway nitpicks and don't have don't affect the quality of the film. But each video also hits about four big ones that do. 
Dark Knight Rises wasn't a great film. Either was Prometheus or Looper. I think all three are enjoyable and fun, but they are definitely flawed films. Agreed. Avengers was always supposed to be popcorn fun, while the other three were going for more serious, deeper message. And because what they aimed for was higher... <laughs> what they aimed for was higher the mistakes slash potholes were more glaring and did affect the films. All three are fun. To, uh, all three are fun to watch, though. Prometheus being the worst of the bunch. <laughs> oh. James Prometheus uh, was in your top ten. Uh, yeah, and Dark Knight wasn't. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing. I know. Uh, I know why people don't like that movie, and I definitely think that it has flaws. My problem with these with these videos are not that it points out problems with movies. It's that they invent problems with movies they ignore what's actually good about certain things and pretend like they're problems if you go through the article and look at where i break down the avengers one it's it's ridiculous i mean they're they're not they're saying things as if they are and they're trying to make up so many that you know as if they can just barely compact all the problems of this movie into 30 seconds which then tries to make it look like well this movie is really such a piece of shit that it is packed with issues but it's not that's not true. And, you know, I, I think that it is a genuine thing for, I mean, it's what we do is sit down and talk about what's right and wrong with movies. Absolutely. Um, I, I certainly am never saying that there can't be criticism against it. Um, but it's this issue of like, hey, it, how much fun is it to just kind of make up shit to, to pick on movies for? That's my real problem here. Um, but yeah, thanks, Matt. I, I think he makes a really good point. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, Zach D7 followed up uh, about a few hours later and says, yeah, I've been thinking something very similar, right down to the indictment of Red Letter Media, whom I appreciate for their intelligent analysis in some respects, but at the same time realize they don't always get it right. For one thing, they treat Star a Star Wars prequel as though every single moment element of the film were a bad thing. I true. totally agree. Yeah, this is true. You, you don't need uh, for that to be true to have a bad movie, and just because it's a bad movie doesn't mean every single element is flawed. For instance, the Anakin Amidala romance analysis is one element that comes to mind. Maybe in a maybe it is suited stilted in some ways, but you but you could imagine the same sort of love story in another movie that was considered a good movie. I actually agree with that because I think yeah. um with the Star Wars movies sometimes I think they're under an unfair microscope. Yeah. And I've said this before. I know you guys think episode one's the best of the prequels. I don't, but at the same time when I rewatched it, if you remove the hype from it, it's yeah. a be- it's a more enjoyable movie. Oh, I agree. Um I think what's really good about what he's saying here is that we're there. He's talking about an an actual large element of the movie. He's talking about the romance, and that romance is going to work for some people and not work for others. And then we can have a discussion about that. Um, the Red Letter Media videos, and I, I talk about them in the article. They they tend to do that sort of nitpicky thing where they'll show the alien. You remember the alien from episode one that's got like the funny microphone right in front of her face? Yeah. You know? And he keeps popping back to her, and he'll say like, "What the fuck is on your face?" And it's funny. Um, but that's not really a critique of the film, and those are the kinds of things that these videos are pulling up and 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 critiquing in a in a really unfair way. He's only doing it to entertain you because his reviews are an hour and a half long. Like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. He's got to he's got to do something to keep you in there. Um, but I, I think that, that Zach is really right. It's um, you know looking at elements like that are the right way to look at films. And then he goes on to say, um, incidentally, how where are people of TwinPerfect.com? Not at all. They can be a bit arrogant and sometimes get it wrong, but I like their stated mission is looking for problematic films and trying to see if they can come up with a better understanding of the material, which is cool, too. I think it helps. I like that. If you have a problem with something, if you can offer like what you would do 
like a specific example of what you would exactly. do to change it and make it better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an excellent yeah, not, way to approach it. Not just it. nitpicking that the helicopter is fall, flying by a road. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Brad, you'll get to it later, but you're kind of doing that right now. You're reviewing films that you kind of brushed off to see if you can find redeeming qualities mm. in yeah. them, correct? Well, I'm... I'm we're rewatching again them again, but um, unfortunately, I often don't have solutions to what would actually make that scene or right. uh, yeah, that but, story I mean, but better. At least giving it so. a second giving chance. Giving it a second chance. That's what I um, mean. Going back to them and saying like, okay, Rat Race was maybe not a great film, but let me sit down and you know, having already seen it and knowing what I'm going to get, maybe try and re-examine it and see like, what what good things can I pull out of it? Can I have fun with this movie? I think I think there's some value in that. I, I agree. Um, Zach followed this up to another thought. Uh, ever really love a movie watch it with someone and have them totally criticize it deflate it and the funny thing is that can ruin your future enjoyment of the film as well of course if you of course if you hype the film in the first place it may have been hard for it to meet the said friends expectations oh absolutely <laughs> i re- actually i remember vividly when the ring came out i told my brother steve i said oh it's a really good horror movie if you like horror yeah. movies it's it's different. It takes it. There's a creepy part, you know, when she crawls out of the TV at the end. And my brother Steve hated it, and he says it's stupid. It's boring, and uh, so I, I own it, and I I haven't watched it in years. But I mean, rewatching it again, it's like, huh, maybe Steve was right here. Maybe it isn't as good as I remember it. I think my brother was wrong, but I yeah. I, I still enjoy it. But yeah, I I agree with that too. Well, and it's it's funny because my first reaction was again, uh, fuck yeah, my my number four movie of the year was Prometheus. You know, like the the credits rolled on that movie, and I was like, fuck yeah, that was oh, I had a really good time. You know, there was silly stuff in there, but I had a good time with that. And I looked at my right, and the the people I was with were just like, uh, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, because I I don't like going, I don't like having the people with me not enjoy the movie as much as yeah. I. You know, that's not fun. I, you know, it um, does. I, I always hope people enjoy Army of Darkness, but there's always. A- part of me <laughs> that say it's my favorite film of all time but it's so yeah. unique that and it has so many unevenness in it yeah that i think it could put some people off i mean is it a horror is it a comedy is it a time travel movie does it is it sword play yeah. you know what i mean and so i can see how people might not like it try having Plus, the, I, oh sorry so try having the first ninja turtles movie as your favorite <laughs> exactly because oh yeah. i mean we're not talking about like citizen canes here or no y- you know or so know. movies that you know be you, you really really love and i mean at this point they're movies that you guys grew up with um where if you show them to somebody who never seen ninja turtle you know i haven't seen ninja turtles in a long time if i watch it now i am going to be probably very disappointed <laughs> by how kitsch and and crummy looking it is uh, i I'm, I'm sure it looks great sorry brad i'm sure it's great how dare you but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what I, it's yeah. same, and the same thing is true of, of army of darkness i'm sure that there's some crazy person in the world who says that about raiders of the lost ark yeah, no, and they're, they're all no, full of person, shit. Yeah, that person doesn't exist. So but, I win this argument. Okay, so it's funny because these first two messages are, you know, kind of cool. You know, they're, oh yeah, they're, absolutely. They're really, but all of a sudden, this takes a weird turn. Um, and it starts with Kevin Burke. I love that he actually left his real name. Some people don't do that on here. Um, yeah, like people who like it and they say a guest. Like, well, the guest, you know, have the balls to say why you don't like it. Anyways, he says this entire. Mo- argument is bullshit okay first off i'm gonna in- interrupt you a lot during this just to say but go ahead okay that's fine i'll pause after every sentence <laughs> <laughs> this entire argument is bullshit here i'll even read it like a douchebag oh no oh don't it's gonna invalidate your opinion but <laughs> oh yeah ahead. i'm sorry but his opinion is already invalidated yeah <laughs> he, di- he didn't read the article so you can't even use to i'm kidding it's the dark knight rises. rises but he put the single letters yeah so i'm trying to make them you know anyways you can't use a dark knight rises as a perfect example you can't you can even use that's what he said 
it has a very healthy score on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's not good enough for the fans. I never brought up Rotten Tomatoes in the in the article. They need everyone to adore it and revere it as a perfect film. I Thanks. have a whole paragraph in there about how movies still have problems. So that's not what I'm saying. Even someone who picked it as their favorite film of the year said it has problems, right, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and when people compare it to its predecessor, um, its predecessor has issues. Doesn't make it any less fun of a movie. Yeah, yep. we'll get to that too. <laughs> the same thing happens with The Hobbit, Looper, Django, etc. I am a et huge cetera. critic. Of- I didn't finish, etc. <laughs> I'm a huge critic of Django, so no, again, you're not you're not listening to me. Fanboys have created this in pass. I can't even. It's like gray on my screen. In, in, in impassable, impassable barrier where you aren't allowed to dislike or have any kind of criticism about a film, because if you if you do, you are nitpicking, smug, arrogant, etc. Okay, here's the thing. This is true. There are people out there who are fanboys like this and don't ever want to hear you say anything bad about their movies and will defend Green Lantern to their death. That's not what this article's about. And at no point do I think I come across like I'm saying that. I'm not even talking about these movies in that in that kind of context. So anyway, go ahead. It's bullshit. Again? Yeah. <laughs> is it still bullshit? Is he cusses a lot in here. He does. No film is impervious to criticism. Of course I, not. I said that. Is is there any film that's perfect? No, Army of Darkness. Um, <laughs> I th- I think that there are some that come really close. I, I I think that like for what they're achieving, like I I've always thought that like uh, that a movie like um, and this is gonna sound really weird, but I've always felt like Remember the Titans, for what it's trying to do, comes really close to achieving its goal perfectly. If that makes sense, I think that script is really tight. Hayden Panettiere is not a very good actress in that movie, though. So there I don't we remember. go. I just found I love something. I Washington. It. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, it's pretty good. You should check it out. Fans need to stop being so goddamn sensitive and grow up. I, they, they, just what? Fans in general? Are you just generalizing all of them, or are there some people like Star Trek fans maybe who are fine with it when you fuck with their shit? Uh, yeah, you, James. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot it was. You should me. not care if someone dislikes a movie that you're a fan of. I don't. And I, you Prometheus. S- I am not fucking done with the sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm starting to see this as a possible agreeing with you argument, actually. But go on. Oh, okay. You should not care if someone dislikes a movie that you're a fan of, and you certainly shouldn't care so much that you fall into the desperate trap of dismissing all criticism as some kind of cultural problem. No, see, he's definitely not agreeing he's with not me. Agreeing okay. With James. Yeah. <laughs> this article is right about one thing. <clears throat> semicolon. At least he's giving you some credit. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. So the thing that follows should be something that I ever said in the article, right? Absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. The way that people look at films is, have changed. I never said that. But I'd argue that it's fanboy desperation to reach the mythical 100% Rotten Tomato score that exemplifies that change. And this article, complaining about people being critical of film, epitomizes that strive to ensure that nothing negative is ever said about a fan, quote, unquote, film. Uh, what? This is pathetic. All right. You know what? You Fine. suck. Actually. I went my Shao Kahn there. For fatality. Actually, yeah, he, he totally gets me at the end. It is, it is pretty pathetic. He just ripped your spine out, James. Yeah, he did. Totally. Yeah. No, I'm done. Um, you I'm know. Done. I'm going to give up. I'm going to go home don't, and cry. I don't think. Here's here's my take on this too, really quickly. I don't think everybody thinks that a film's ever gonna get a hundred percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. I think there's a few, but I don't. No, yeah. But you I mean you're asking some? I think the only film I actually can pull off the top of my head that has a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes is Pinocchio from Disney. 
And again, you're picking on something. Uh, and I'm pretty sure even if you say the movie's great, you can probably find something that's not that people don't like about it. The biggest criticism of Pinocchio is very episodic. You know, he goes from one place to the next place to the next place. But it doesn't take away from how great the film is and how beautiful it is. I just think it was, I just scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That's my biggest It concern. doesn't even matter. It's it's not factual. There's like there, there's no factual rating system you can do. It's all subjective. No. It's an yeah. opinion. Right. So exactly. anyone who's expecting anything to be perfect is that's ridiculous. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> nobody's perfect. You know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from a Colorado Rockies pitcher and they and he said if you expect yourself to be perfect, then there's no room for improvement. And there's no, there's, there's no director, there's no actor who sits back and watches what they've done and mm. says, that's pretty fucking good. I, I'm done. I've reached my pinnacle. I don't need to do anything else. And it's an art where people see things differently. So people are going to read and interpret your art in different ways, and they're going to come to their own rated conclusions to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the interesting conversation. Those are the things we should be talking about. That's why these videos piss me off. And I think people and I think people are missing misinterpreting what James wrote. He's not saying that, you know, <sighs> films, films don't deserve criticism. He's saying that because the internet puts out I'm they, saying the they, internet, that's for, very broad, but I'm saying people put out videos for you to not like parts of films just because. I think I think that what it is is that on the internet, if you say something that's bombastic, people will pay attention to you. They won't necessarily agree with you, but they will click on it. And just just you getting those hits is worth it for them. Um, and so if you can say things that are crazy and angry and stupid and you say them loud enough, then you, you end up being successful on the internet. And I think that's, a, that's the wrong way for film criticism to go. And I think it's worse when... I, I, my biggest problem was that uh, is how often blog sites like ours, like the big important ones like Slashfilm, will, will reblog or, or repost these videos. That's what pisses me off. It's almost like they're proliferating the negative content too much that yes. it almost becomes truth. Exactly. Yeah. If, if Red Letter, exactly. Well-worded, Brad. Yeah. If Red Letter Media wants to make these videos and put them on their site, cool. I'll just avoid their site. That's fine. It's the, pro- the problem is when other sites that should have a higher integrity than this are starting to repost them and go like, hey, here's this funny video. No, it's not funny. It's bad for film criticism. That's what it is. They're kind of funny. But that's our opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't. I refuse to watch them. They're they 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 can be kind of funny, but the, I I think that so many so much of their argument is so for every like, vapid. There's not there's nothing really there for every genuine critique. There's like five other just jokey like nonsense yeah. critiques yeah, that just fill least. time and right you know make it more fun to watch than it actually is right. But unfortunately, people will take that as like a real examination of what the Right, exactly. Movie is, and that's unfortunate. Exactly, and of course, my favorite <laughs> uh, comment left in this whole little thing is, "Seriously, get over yourself, James." Thank you, the London Film Review. We <laughs> yeah. really, really appreciate that because uh, now that's going to be posted on our website. Brad's going to find a way to put it in the header. It's going to be Gur Eight. We're hated across the pond. Yep. You know what? We beat you in 1776. Fucking get over it, dude. Get over it. <laughs> March your ass out of Yorktown, back across the pond, and drink your fucking tea and... <laughs> uh, at the Comic-Con this year, we should have a little frame, picture frame, with George Washington inside it sitting on the corner of the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, um, man. Of course, oh. you're always welcome to have criticisms. I actually think this is yeah, a great discussion. No, absolutely. And um, if any of these guys have the balls to call us... <laughs> Seven two zero six nerds five. You will hear your voice on the podcast, and we'll yell at you some more. But thank you, anyways. And here's, and here's the thing too, though. We always appreciate 
any kind of comments on it. And Absolutely. You know what? You just doubled probably our listening audience. So, uh, <laughs> well, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, even the people, the people who don't, who disagree with me, especially the first couple guys who had, they had really good points. Yeah. It's the ones where they clearly didn't read the article. That's where I'm like, and come because, on. and you never once mentioned Rotten Tomatoes and no. a one hundred percent score. Who? No, I never said anything about that. I, in fact, said exactly the opposite. Uh, in fact, he talks about fan films. I use. A, a video that criticizes the Dark Knight as the as a, an example for the right way to criticize movies. So it's n- clearly nothing to do with being a fan, like a fan in quotes film. Um, anyway, anyways, uh, thank you everybody. And you know what? I want to thank uh, Scott Derrickson for retweeting that, yeah. and Ryan Johnson for giving us a shout out. That is really cool. Um, you know, we, we we have a couple celebrities that follow us now, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty important. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, 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 get over yourself. No, dude, I can't. Oh, that's right. The London Film <laughs> Review told me that. Fuck. Oh, man. Well, like, well, hopefully I'll be able to get over myself as soon as I finish my tea and I go in uh, and listen to my U2 albums in Ireland and with those fucking pallywagger fuckers. I don't even know. <laughs> so somebody cut him off. <laughs> I'm oh, done. No. I don't want to lose the entire English uh, audience. Yeah. <laughs> the, do we have one? Hey, you know what? If you're from England and you're... You know, listening to us. We didn't know we had a, so sweet. We didn't know we had a Connecticut audience, and so we, so yeah. now we've stretched another yeah, three thousand sure. miles. Possibly yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. Hey. By the way, uh, I'll just mention this real quick. Uh, our good friend Tom Sullivan was on the cover of the Denver Post, saying people should go see movies again yeah. because they should. It's and a, he has a has a great quote on it. Um. Well, do you want me to read it? Yeah, would you, did you <laughs> okay. want to read it? Because I, I don't have it in front of me. Because um, obviously the... the Newspaper s- still exists, by the way. The Century 16 reopened today. Uh, yeah, and you could read the article online. Uh, the re- Century 16 reopened actually last night, um, and Tom was there. Uh, and when he was interviewed for it, he said, this isn't just a place where we lost Alex. Uh, this is the place we live. Uh, we love to go see movies. Um, and Absolutely. It's and just... And if, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, good. but if you yeah. listen to our interview with him... Uh, he will always say you should go see movies. And he was one of the uh, strong supporters of going back to that theater. Yeah. And for him to be that strong, man, what a hero, man. I love that guy. I, I've been to Mile High Comics a couple times uh, since we saw him last, and he's been there both times. Oh, wow. In fact, last time I was there, he met my dad, and it was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I, oh. you know, uh, Tom, you know, we appreciate it. And uh, all that all your family does for us, you know, his daughter, Megan, always says thanks, you know, for t- helping – to get my dad's message out there, but we thank them for yeah, being no, so it's generous. Totally the other way, yeah. Because uh, I, I love Tom Sullivan. That yeah, guy's awesome. He's so cool, and he collects Spider-Man. <laughs> he was telling me the story uh, really quick. He was telling me the story of how he got Spy- Amazing Spider-Man fifty, which is the one. It's a really famous issue where it's Spider-Man No More, where oh, yeah. Peter Parker's walking away from being Spider-Man. And when he was little, he w- traveled around uh, Europe because his father was in the military. Uh, you can listen to the interview on Father of the Fan. Uh, but he tells a story about how he and his dad went to this uh, movie theater because they're playing a Beatles movie, and they couldn't afford the really high tickets. They had all these tickets along the the board, and he went and he his dad picked you know the cheapest ones. But when they got in there, it turned out that they were right up front, and he took pictures of this. And when he went to a comic store, and he had like a little film strip of the picture he took, and he traded that little picture for Amazing Spider-Man number fifty. Wow! Um, so cool story. Thanks, That's Tom. Neat. He has great stories. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Um, also, we also got a tweet from Eileen, and she said, 
hey, assholes. Just kidding. <laughs> she said, are you guys seeing Mama? And have you seen the two and a half minute short that inspired it? Uh, we are going to see Mama. We saw The Last Stand this week. But we just watched the two and a half minute short. And uh, it's pretty effective for something so quick. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I can see. It's very much the end of the American trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ex- I mean, it, longer. It, I, I th- is it weird that I think the ghost in it's more effective because it's not CGI? I'm just saying. Oh, was uh, it yeah, not, I yeah. I was. I was farther away. Was it not CGI at no, all? No. Yeah, how'd they do the hair? Um, I think the hair was, but I think the oh. person moving was not. Interesting. And it was, it was really interesting about that short is, I mean, I don't think it's terrifying, but I think it's interesting enough, and I think it's cool that they st- stretch it out to a movie yeah. because, I mean, the short is just these little girls saying Mama's back, and then it's this terrifying ghost yeah. thing possessed that, thing. I think the way it moves is what is so sort of exactly. so, so neat about that short. So yeah, you should definitely check it out yeah. um, because it was, it's kind of interesting. It's too bad because we it was actually at uh, Telluride Horror Show, um, but we didn't get a chance to. You see know why? We were interviewing the uh, uh, the battery. Paul? No, we weren't interviewing. Uh, not Raphael? Paul. Raphael. Oh, okay, mm. cool. Yeah. So yeah, because it was during the day. Yeah, I but it, it's this. it's all over the internet now. So you just go check it out. It's pretty neat. It's really neat. So it makes me want to see the movie. Yeah. And well, and slash film. I know how the movie ends now because slash film did an article about it. Yeah, I don't usually like horror films, uh, so I wasn't going to be really interested. In, but uh, I am kind of interested to see it now, just because of where it goes. Uh, it'll probably scare the poop out of me, but whatever. There's no ET in it. Don't be that worried. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you everybody who liked us on Facebook this week. Thank you everybody who tweeted us. If you're wondering where you can find us on Twitter, it's real underscore nerds. You can also find us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can call us. I've already said that a couple times. Mm. But we love interacting with people. Yeah. Um, that's what's great about the internet now. It's so, you know keeps on going so fast i love it and we got a lot of contact this week and so if you did send us something we missed it we apologize and just yell at us and we'll we'll get it on next week well and exactly I think some of the stuff that we're starting to post on slash film or on on, sorry, slash on, film on facebook i mean um Fire. things like that you know we may get not we may not always read that stuff in mind we just we get a, we get a little conversation going I we wanna, do i want to get a conversation going and i love it i love the the little banter we had i thought it was a great conversation hey speaking of great here's a word from our sponsors the Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty, will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. Does this sound familiar? You're interested in purchasing that new action figure, but aren't sure if it's worth it? Well, come check out PlasticExplosion.com, where you can go to find all the latest and greatest action figure previews and reviews. Every week, they'll be bringing you reviews and picks from your favorite collections, such as DC Universe, Masters of the Universe Classics, Marvel Universe, Star Wars, Transformers, and many more. Come check us out at PlasticExplosion.com. That's PlasticExplosion.com. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I, this week I, that sounds so lame, but I, work was driving me nuts this week, so I got Really? Off, <laughs> yeah, right? I, uh, two All days right. when I got off work, well, except Sunday, I just had nothing else to do. Um, on to Sun- watch the Broncos lose? <laughs> yeah, fuck uh. <laughs> um, on, on Sunday, I went to our local cinema, 
And I was going to see Silver Lining Playbook, a uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I always forget the S on the linings part. It seems it's like a clunky title. It's the most important S. It is. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about clunky titles later. <laughs> so I, I went to, it was one o'clock on a Sunday. I was, the line was long and I thought it was for Zero Dark Thirty because at the same theater. I got up to front and I said, hey, can I get one for, you know, uh, Silver Linings Playbook? It was sold out. Oh, wow. It was literally sold out. In the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, you guys went and saw a different movie, and I won't spoil it for people who aren't listening. Yeah. But I I tweeted, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see Silver Linings Playbook. And then some asshole named Sferx tweeted that I was an elitist <laughs> dick. <laughs> what an asshole. If I ever see that guy, I'm going to punch him in his fucking face. You should. He's to, be, to be clear, that that was Brad. That was Brad. Dude, Any- shut up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my cover. Anyways, it actually worked out for me because uh, the, um, the Impossible was playing across the street. Now, and what is The Impossible? I honestly don't know about this movie. The Impossible is a uh, story of this family that survived the 2004 tsunami. Oh, that one. Yeah, I remember that. I just didn't remember the title. And it's yeah. A, and it's a true story. So, again, a lot of true stories this year, and some of them are so fantastical. Um, anyways, I went and saw it, and this movie is fucking great. Yeah? Um, yeah. I. It, it's... Naomi Watts is great in it, and I think she was nominated for Golden Globe and an Academy Award for it. This is the Impossible you're reviewing. The Impossible. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ewan McGregor is really good in it. He's the father. and But who actually steals the movie is her oldest boy. His name is Tom Holland, and his name he, in the movie he plays a boy named Lucas. And, dude, it's harrowing, and it's uh, such a good movie. That's cool. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, you think – when there is a 9.3 earthquake, you would feel it and there'd be some sort of warning. But evidently, I did some research after I watched this movie because the lady who told the story, her name's Maria, and she's actually a Spanish family. They played an English oh. family in the movie. Yeah, it's made in America. But it was cool because she was credited for the story for this movie. They oh, gave wow. her credit for it, and she told the story, and she told the story to a screenwriter because she wanted to make sure it was told right. Right. Um, anyways, uh, the the story is, is they were literally at this beach resort, and... They were all playing in the pool, and the waves came. And I was reading tsunamis. There's really no early detection for them. Really? Like you don't they, feel like an earthquake about no, it? No, the, the earthquake happens. Oh, oh right, you, because the earthquake is usually like so far underground. Exactly. It's not, you so, don't feel the shake. It's just the water moving. Exactly. The they, don't, yeah. they don't know. So they after the tsunami, of course, they 200,000 people die. They find a way to yeah. maybe help it. Anyways, it it just, dude, it's it, it starts, Naomi Watts is just sitting um on a chair and her page in her book blows away of course it's a little dramatized obviously yeah oh yeah so she goes away and then you see the birds fly away and then these huge waves come and ewan mcgregor sweeps up his two little boys and their oldest boy uh lucas is playing with a ball and he's way he's far away from the family and you see ewan mcgregor get plowed by the wave and then naomi watts gets plowed and she pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she pops up uh, a little uh, few minutes later, and she's just going down like the street outside of the hotel. She got blasted through the hotel. Wow. And she's going down the street, and she, you know, obviously panicking, and then she's freaking out because obviously she thinks her family's dead. Right. And her little boy goes by her, like down the, and it's just heroin. The movie's great. Wow. And how she survives, and you also see Naomi Watts boobs in it. Um, oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> actually, I I think so. It's it. a movie with Naomi Watts in it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did she show her boobs a lot? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I didn't get it at first because there's a scene of her undressing, and she's putting on her bathing suit, and they show her naked. One is PG thirteen, so I didn't think there would be Whoa. nudity. Wow. Um, I think they get away with it because it's not in a sexual way. 
Yeah. Um, anyways, they show it, and then you find out later that she has a huge like gash on her chest, and I think the director was showing how oh. pretty she is, like her body, I guess, right. and then how devastated it is by this yeah. tsunami because she also is like missing half her calf, and wow. she's trying to rally and help her son, but her son ends up saving her. Oh, okay. And they save this little boy. Dude, the movie's good, and I, I like, I seriously welled up at the end. Because um, it's no spoilers that the whole family lives because yeah. everybody knows they do. Well, and I think in the trailer there's even a shot that makes you kind of go, oh, okay, so they're going to be okay. Like the trailer is very, you know, I watched the trailer I remember thinking like about halfway through going like, oh, this looks really good. And then it gets really sort of, you know, rosy colored the second mm-hmm. half where it's like, okay, this is going to be a happy time story. Like this isn't going to be, you know. Yeah. So I think that's kind of obvious. That's yeah, the way and, they're selling it. And there's a really cute moment where um, Naomi Watts is, she's lying on this uh, dirty hospital and her little boy is helpless and you know she because she's a doctor so she knows she's kind of in a bad place and she tells him to go help people because he's really good at helping people Mm -hmm. so he goes around and takes people's names and starts asking to find people and uh it's just a it's a cute story and how he does it and then uh and then at the end i was like i'm not gonna cry at this movie but there's something about little british kids (laughs) make me cry (laughs) Uh, Um, so i definitely say go see the impossible cool um, because it's really good um, and the second movie I saw, and James is going to hate this, is uh, Silver Linings Playbook, which, by the way, is another fantastic movie. Mm. Um, Fuck, now I have to go see <laughs> it. <laughs> the story is, is Bradley Cooper plays a guy that has um, bipolar, yeah. and he is in a mental institution, and when he when he gets out, um, his mom picks him up and... Uh, you know, you start finding a little bit about his story. Yeah. And the story is why he's in this mental institution is he came home to his wife banging the history teacher from the school they both work at. And he goes nuts and like almost kills him by beating him up. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're listening to his wedding song with his wife, My Sherry Amore by <laughs> Stevie Wonder. And Bradley Cooper's really good in it. I mean, he plays this character where he doesn't really have a filter in what he's saying. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is amazing in it. She plays a woman whose husband died, and they're both crazy, and they're both trying to help him. Mm. Um, I, I mean, she's trying to help him, but he's also trying to help her. Yeah. And it's it's a really great scene and a movie. And what I loved is Robert De Niro played an a, a character finally. He wasn't yeah. just... Um, I, I, he wasn't Robert De Niro. Exactly. He played yeah. um, Bradley Cooper's father, who has OCD. And um, only it's it's really good. I know you don't want to hear it, but I mean the movie is really uh, good. Uh, yeah. No, I you know it's just that I I hate David Russell because I think he's an asshole, and I think <laughs> that the fighter was a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so I was I was very tentative to see that movie. But if you're saying that's good, and obviously it's going to win Best Picture this year now, so I guess I should see it. <laughs> and I'm such a Fuck. I'm such a movie nerd that um the the whole thing that. Bradley Cooper does with Jennifer Lawrence is she's teaching him to ballroom dance and it sounds really lame. I'm not going to spoil too much of it because it kind of ruins the movie, but it's to get his mind thinking of different things. And so there's a scene where they're watching singing in the rain and they're trying to do the dance and mm-hmm. it's awesome. And the performances are amazing in this movie. They really are. And it's, it's just a cool movie. I, I really think it's, it's good. And, um, Chris Tucker's in it, but he doesn't play. What he doesn't play Chris Tucker, you know, like the. What? Hey man, what's going on here? You know, I can't talk like him. But yeah, no, no. You know the manic. He plays a guy who's crazy too, 
but he plays it really like subtly and um <laughs> yeah you just said chris tucker and subtle and he keeps sentence. on breaking out of the mental institution to check on um, bradley cooper's character oh, and cool. it's really funny and he always gets caught <laughs> so uh he'll be they'll be at their home watching like an eagles football game and then the cops show up and saying hey he's not supposed to be here we need to take <laughs> him back <laughs> um, oh that's good so it's it's really cool um so yeah you should definitely check out uh this movie so I saw two movies, and they both kind of made me cry. Yeah, Silver Lang's Playbook made me, om- well, like a tear was coming down. I was like, fuck, what is wrong with me? Am I so <laughs> old like now? That, you're like that Indian from the 70s. He's exactly. just so sad that we're, we're destroying his nation. Weird naked Indian. <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody? Wayne's World 2? No? All right. I don't um, know. And I also rewatched King Kong 2005 because I got it on Blu-ray really cheap from Amazon. Is it pretty? Oh, dude. Yeah. And And... Okay, so this movie is eight years old now. Yeah. And it still looks fantastic. Good. Um, and the T-Rex scene's awesome. I forgot, like, how, like, on the edge of your seat you are through that whole scene. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think what inspired me, too, is I, you know, saw Naomi Watson, <laughs> you know, the impossible, and I felt like watching her again. She, yeah, that, the first half of that movie especially is really good with just, just them on the boat. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. I really love that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I un- I understand why people don't. Like, it is long. Oh. And it is it is long in the tooth long, but I yeah yeah I, I, I watched like the I was watching actually I watched it yesterday and I was watching the extended cut, and I just started it and my wife came home from work and she says oh I'll sit down and watch it and about you know halfway through when they're on the boat she yeah. starts fiddling with her phone <laughs> and I said is this boring you she says yeah this I said well it's been on for like two hours it doesn't feel like that and she says yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that way I, yeah. I love the movie so um, and it is I mean there's something to be said for the fact that the original King Kong is like less than half the length of that film it is <laughs> you know, it's um, but I think they do but you're really also cool stuff with those well, I think there's so many beautiful scenes in it when she meets him again in New York oh and yeah oh man I, I love the movie yeah I I mean I I love the original King Kong, but I will say that I don't think that it. You know, we just saw it at, at horror show. It was awesome. I, I don't. It was awesome, but I don't think that it characterizes the monkey as well as oh as, no, as and two thousand five does. I mean, two thousand five. I am legitimately really sad when he dies at the end. Well, like, I always said too. Even in the the nineteen thirty nine one, I don't think King Kong is a villain, and he's always. No portrayed as you know one he's actually i think on the afi's american film institute's top 100 villains of all time which is the wrong place for him i i he's on my list of top 10 heroes of all time yeah because i he's one he's protecting and but and i don't think i mean he's taken out of his world right. and he's forced to be in someone else's world so it's not his fault he's dead yeah it's beauty's fault yeah that bitch James, Wait, what? what did you watch this week? <laughs> uh, I finally finished Homeland, season, season two of Homeland, or I, I should say I'm caught up on Homeland. Um, and I'm, it's weird. I don't know if it's the, it's the, like, I've heard so many good things and it's won so many awards that I watch it and I kind of go like, it's a great show. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the acting is really good. Um, but it's one where I kind of feel like it's very kind of TV, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or, or like it... Um, like I, I feel like I can kind of see the strings being pulled. Like, sure. oh, okay, this is how they're crafting this season, and by the end of the season, they set up like, okay, this is going to be the status quo for next season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, absolutely. It, um, it, it's a hard criticism to lay on something. It's it's simply the only th- reason I can explain why I like the show but don't love it. Does that, if so, that is sense. it a show where? You- um, people should watch it because it's getting a lot of praise right now. I I, I absolutely think that people should watch it. I, I think um, you know, you you guys will will probably really enjoy it. Um, I'm just saying that I, for me, it is good but not great. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the, well, the acting is actually great. Uh, I, I think that Claire Danes is really impressive uh, because she's she's playing this character who um, is legitimately a little insane. Um, she at one point in the series gets shock treatment. Um, hmm. And at the same time, she is so because because that's the thing that people always tell you is like you know for for a while you really don't know if she's insane or not. Um, that makes it sound like you don't know whether or not he's a terrorist. He's a terrorist, and they make that clear pretty cl- pretty early. Um, it's whether or not she is mentally stable that is the question, hmm. and I think that's why she is so good, and and or, you know why her uh, portrayal is so good. Um, I've been kind but of avoiding yeah. articles and stuff about it because I do want to watch it and I don't want it to be spoiled for me. So. Yeah, I, the thing I just said I don't think is, is I, the the shock treatment thing. Maybe that's a spoiler. Um, but as far as you knowing as a terrorist, like it really is an episode or two in, it's real obvious. Like mm-hmm. you know, they they reveal it with like, hey, he's talking to Osama, not Osama bin Laden, but their equivalent. Like it's they they are not skirting around that. That is a, a definite element Laden of the bin show. Osama. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it, it's really good. I'm definitely going to keep watching it next season. It's just, um, is it finished I, its I, second season? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The second season ended in the I fall. That's already been on yeah. so long. Uh, I would love to hear somebody who really loves the show, uh, tell me what it is that they, that hooks them so well, because maybe it's just that I'm missing something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like I said, it's not that it's a bad show. It's a great show. It's just, uh, I don't love it. Um, girls came back this week. Uh, had the, the second season premiere, um, which is a show that, I loved the beginning of the first season and by the end of the first season was really frustrated by, and I think it continues here where I, I realized that I don't like these people. Um, I think this show is trying to be really honest. Uh, and I think that the, you know, there is a reason why it's called girls and not women because these girls are not being smart about their relationships or the way they act out their lives. And like every, the people that I, you know, the, the, Women that we know that I've talked to who really like the show, their argument is always to me like when I tell them like I hate the fact that this character did this, they their argument is always well yeah girls are like that and I go right that's my problem you know like I I understand that the show is trying to be honest but it's it's being honest so much that I don't like the characters anymore so I have a hard time following them if that you know yeah um it it's still funny I I you know but it's not as funny as those early episodes were um. But I, I'm gonna keep watching it because I, I have to know where it's gonna go, uh, especially because you can't drop a show the first episode of a season. Oh no, because they're they're still setting stuff up. Um, I also watched. Speaking of movies with clunky titles, um, I watched Pinata Survival Island, uh, which is a movie. It says Demon Island on your IMDb. Well, page. yeah, I, it's, the alternate title is Demon Island, and I think that's just Pinata. IMDb doesn't have an Enya. <laughs> you know, so they don't they don't want to call it pinata survival. That's called? Yeah, the N with a that's called the tilde. No, the tilde is the it's the accent. No, I think the letter itself. Yeah, I think the tilde is the accent. I think the letter itself is called an N. N. Yeah, that's, that's all right. Actually, yeah. yeah, I took Spanish. I forgot. Um, but anyway, I've seen I've seen this movie like six times now. Because wow. back in the day, it used to be on. Well, don't TV. you own it now too? I own it now. I paid six dollars. <laughs> um, and and still the rapper. I saw the picture online. So. Uh, no, no, no. Well, it's not now. I watched it. Um, the uh, I, I'm gonna do a shit show review of it sometime this next week. So you'll you'll get plenty more about Pinata Survival Island. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it stars Jamie Presley and um, uh, Nicholas Brendan, who is the guy who plays Xander. Xander. 
in in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Basically, it's about this island. It's it's not even about an island where there are demons. It's actually about like this tribe puts all Is of it their pinata demons. It's pin. Well, it's just a pinata, really. It's like a. It, it's not even demons. Um, it's just a pinata that's full of evil. So this this tribe back in ancient times puts all of their sin into a giant clay pinata. And and it's got this really convoluted narration at the beginning where they tell this whole story and give us details we never need. We don't need to know about the good luck fertility idol that's also involved in this whole situation, but they tell us. Um, and so they put all their sins into this demon and float it out to sea and it gets struck by lightning. And then it lands on this island and these kids who are there, they're Wait, running. it gets struck by lightning and it flies? No, it, it, sorry, it floats. It floats to an <laughs> island. So because it gets struck by lightning, it... Goes no, I think the lightning imbues it, it with okay. I don't know because they also like put Frankenstein like they also there? there's all these details about like they put the heart of a of a pig inside of the pinata Why? and like the brains of something else. I don't I don't know because that makes the pinata come alive. I don't know. <laughs> Why can't you have this much fun with Father's Day? <laughs> <laughs> because there's no dick sucking in this movie. Eating, I should say, there's no dick eating in this movie. Um, and so the <laughs> that's the limit for him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they had put it in there, it would have done better. <laughs> Actually, I should look up and see how well it did at the uh, box office. If he even ever had one. Um, so, but the the other great thing about this movie is that the plot consists of all these like Greek students. You know, these like uh, uh, frat brothers and and sorority sisters are going to this island. They get handcuffed together. They're playing this this game where all the frats are competing. Um, so, like each of them is from a, sort of a different flat frat, um, and they're handcuffed in pairs. And then they're supposed to run out onto the island where the um, the people running the game have just spread underwear all over the island. There's just underwear hanging from trees and just everywhere. And they're supposed to collect as much underwear as they can. And whoever gets the most underwear wins. Uh, and, of course, somebody comes across the piñata and smacks it with a rock. And here's the thing. When I think of piñata, I think of, like, a Mexican piñata. You hit it with a stick, candy comes out. Yeah. I've never heard of a piñata that anyone put souls into. I don't... Uh, but they all, so the as soon piñata as they doesn't see, come to life? No, the piñata comes to life. Yeah, yeah it does. Okay, but so I've that's ne- a I've really never, big disappointment. I've never heard of a like clay piñata that tribes used to... But every time they see the, pin- the, the clay piñata, they immediately call it a piñata. And I'm like, that... I would if I saw a clay statue of a demon, I wouldn't go, "Hey, look a piñata." You'd you say know a clay statue of a demon. I would like, "Why is this fucking thing here? Let's push it back out into sea and hope it gets struck by lightning." That's what <laughs> I would say. Um so it comes to life and it has horrible animation and it kills people and um it's awesome. It's really All great. Right. Well, it's something I, I'll have to I, see. Yeah. Um but it's not as awesome as The Room, <laughs> which Brad and I went and saw this week. That's right. Uh and what's so Ryan, since you've never seen the room, and neither had, neither had either of us before this, the room is actually like like a soft core porn with like serious drama in there. There are long and repeated and very nude sex scenes in this movie, Wait, where what? where yeah. the creepiest looking motherfucker just thrusts. You, you see Tommy Wiseau's thrusting an ass. Yeah, yeah. This see this yeah. guy right here. Do you ever want to see him naked? No. Well, you're kind of. Three or four times, which I will never. Uh, so the story is whatever there is. Uh, basically that. Why is it called The Room? Uh, I don't they, know. <laughs> they, they are in rooms a lot. Yeah. Um, they're also on a roof. It's not called The Roof, though. Yeah. Um, so uh, Tommy Wiseau plays this character named Johnny, who is 
in love with and or she's he's gonna marry this girl named lisa but lisa is a horrible human being yeah. who's just manipulative and having sex with his best friend so this isn't um, like a horror movie it's like a drama no it's like a drama but and that's the thing like you know where where it's supposed to be a drama it's supposed to be dramatic <laughs> right brad i mean unless this guy is a mad genius and he's purposely making bad films i think he wants it to be he a intended drama. to make a drama yeah. it comes off as a romantic comedy right yeah Wait, um what so <laughs> Because, you know, in, in a movie like Pinata, for example, it's supposed to be a horror, but it's just so schlocky. So are you saying it's an it unintentional romantic comedy? It's funny. It is funny, but not supposed to be, yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be a romantic drama, but the way it comes off is hilarious because... Yeah, because it's so poorly made and poorly acted, and yeah. there, there are sequences where they're all standing in a small corner and throwing a football back and forth and, like, laughing, like, ha we're having so much fun. And then what, the one guy rolls his ankle or something oh, yeah. while they're all just standing oh. there. It's Fuck you guys. You make me want to see this movie. No, it, we warned you. It's unbelievable how ridiculous scenes are. Like I can't even remember all of them and how there's, um, you know, uh, I, I should I should get to the part where when you see this movie live, it's a completely different experience. Uh, That's so much so that I want to see it again because I didn't hear all of the dialogue. Seeing it with an audience really like makes this movie fun to watch because yeah. there are people who are MST three King it throughout it and granted their comments aren't that funny but um some, some of them are and some of them are yeah so i think i thought some of them some of the ones that were clearly original i thought were funny but yeah, yeah. you're right but a vast majority of them were just like okay whatever dude yeah um but it's it's that energy in the room and yeah. they uh every time there's a table in the room that has a photograph of a spoon because there's, there's like just all this like, like some abstract art, art yeah. in the room so okay. every time the camera pans to like that uh, frame shows up in the picture people just hurl thousands of <laughs> spoons at the esquire screen yeah they it, they will bring in like they'll go to costco and buy a huge box of spoons and they will throw spoons and yell spoon spoon, spoon. Yeah. why won't why won't they go to sam's club why well, uh, i don't know but <laughs> yeah. there was a guy who kept yelling about costco and i wanted to be like come on and then they just leave them there at the end of the night which oh yeah makes me wonder do they just throw out all those perfectly Useful spoons. spoons, yeah. <laughs> or do they do something smart and like have a box of them ready for the next show? You know, oh, that would be good. Yeah, that's they what I would do. Spoons, but yeah. that way we would have spoons, <laughs> yeah, and not buy them. But because so, Brad and I like sat in the back because we didn't want anybody to know we were virgins, so <laughs> we were like, we're gonna sit in the back and nobody'll know. And then when they throw spoons, I just don't want to get hit with any. So is was it like really busy? Was there a lot of people? There? Yeah, yeah. I'd say there were what 30, 40 people. I'd say sixty percent of the seats were filled. Wow. Yeah, in the upstairs of the Esquire. Yeah. Um, On and a, a lot super of them were night. a lot of them were clearly people who return quite often. Yeah. Um, and the the other thing is, it's not just the spoons. There's a lot of jokes in there where there's timing. You know, like oh, uh, they have a pan of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. <laughs> there are all <laughs> where people long... are like, go, 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 go. So you're sitting there watching as the camera's panning across the Golden Gate Bridge. It starts, they're all chanting, go, go, go. And then it gets to the end of the screen. They're like, yay. And yeah. then it cuts to, it's, it's, just, because it's a transitional scene thing. And there's a lot of just filler transitional scenes. There yeah. are other ones where they'll just be panning across the city at night. And you'll just hear the audience going, <laughs> loading, loading, loading. There's nothing yeah. going on. There's no reason for the scene to be there. Um, Tommy Wiseau will drive to different locations. <laughs> and it's always like, park that car, park that car. <laughs> Just <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous! Just uh, random chance. I wonder how it caught on. There has to be somebody, you know I, what I mean? Well, that, a big part of it is just how it. shitty it is. I think, and 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 I think that as, um, 
I think I, I think that it started like that in theaters where there were theaters that were just starting to show it all the time. And as that started happening, then people would were, were finding these funny things to do mm-hmm. uh, where they could make fun of it. One of my favorites, though, is just because it draws attention to how awful the movie is. Um, you you were downstairs getting some drinks. Um, but when the credits are rolling, they're yelling about things at the names of the characters as they, uh, of the people as they come up, and they got the most livid at the director of photography. And the reason <laughs> is, and throughout the movie, sometimes they'll just yell his name. I can't remember his name. But they'll they'll just yell like "fuck you," whatever his name is. Um, and then the reason is because there are all these scenes where it'll just lose focus for no yeah, the reason. The shots will just be out the of focus. The shots will just be out of focus, <laughs> and everybody everybody in the audience will just yell "focus," <laughs> you know. Um, and then there will be sex scenes that are awkward and horrible, and you'll hear them go, Gross. no, less focus. <laughs> yeah. um, they actually repeat a sex scene. I, I, some of the shots exactly the same. Like it's it's really bad within like a minute or two of each other. Yeah. Um, and so when that start when that scene starts. Uh, there were these guys who yelled seventh inning stretch and a bunch of people got out of the theater. Some of them went yeah. downstairs and got more snacks. <laughs> Some of them ran up and got more spoons and got, went and sat back down and then they came back up and the sex was still happening. Mm. And they were like, what did we miss? Um, what was the thing with the mom having cancer? Oh, like, cause she, Oh, because in the, fr- in the first scene she's in, she talks about the fact that she has breast cancer and then she, that never is a plot point again. <laughs> and so the, they, they, they're yelling at her like, well, it's a good thing that'll never get mentioned again. Um, one actor gets completely switched out. The, the guy who plays, um, what's his name? Peterson or whatever, Peter or whatever he is, the bald guy with glasses early on. All of a sudden, he disappears. He's in a scene. He then oh, disappears. yeah, that guy. Okay. And then a guy shows up who looks nothing like him and just starts talking to people as if he knows them. <laughs> and the audience will just yell, like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, man. Or they'll have a lot of repeat lines like, uh, but you're my best friend. Yeah. Or something like, yeah. like that one shows up over and over again throughout the movie. So they always say that line. And one people thing. will show up to the room have a conversation as though they were like spending the day together and then they'll just leave like you just got here yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or they don't close the door yeah they or, yeah they're leaving the door these, open all these inconsistencies they, they were yelling about the cameras oh it was so much fun i mean yeah. really it was it was an experience to be had um i would I mean, go again and if you I, wanted to I see do it too. i really do want to go again. yeah yeah okay um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't but mean. Tell Cora I want that fucking dollar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I would pay for your ticket. For okay, us to go. done. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, because the uh, people are talking over it so much, like it's hard to follow what was yeah. actually really happening in the story. Yeah, um, I'm actually t- kind of tempted to see it. Uh, I know some people who own it. I might borrow their copy, or I might just buy my own copy because I want. I I want to see it and see just how bad it is on its own. Yeah, you know. But the real charm of it is the the theater audience. Like, yeah, so. for sure. Because <laughs> it was so late. I was laughing the whole time. Yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah. So if you if you are living in a town where they are showing the room regularly, you should check it out. Especially if they aren't doing what, we're, what they're doing here, because then you can start it. It's great. Brad, what did you watch this week besides The Room? We're already an hour in, so I'll keep it brief. Uh, two things. <laughs> Uh, I went to the Emerging Filmmakers Project yesterday, and uh, there were two like really impressive short films that stood out to me, so I'll highlight those oh, real yeah. quick. One was called Incubator. It was a horror movie. It was like maybe two or three minutes long, hmm. and uh, this guy wakes up in a bathtub covered in ice and whatnot, and he goes to the mirror. He's got this huge gash on the side of his body. Um, he can't get out of the... He's in a motel room that's sealed. Windows are blocked. Doors locked. Um, and all of a sudden, like the scar starts pulsating, 
And so, uh, you know, he tries to like dig at it, and then finally, like this gross bird creature pops out, and then it just like ends. Nice. Hmm. It's pretty pretty cool. It shot really well. And then there's another one called uh, Guns, Drugs, and Synergy, and it was uh, this uh, comedy about a I forget the guy's name, but he's a uh, aspiring Mex- Mexican drug drug lord, uh, but he's running his business like the office. So, uh, and they're making fun of Mexicans the whole time. Sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, it was just really funny that like the writing was really crisp and all the jokes were just really smart and witty. Um, and there's good action in it. There's a you know gunfight at the end, um, uh, in the vein of like Black Dynamite or something. Sure. So highly recommended if you can find it. So um, it's like the Mexican version of Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not like a detective is like on the trail of I any mean, mystery. Exploitation wise and stuff. Yeah, I guess if you're exploiting the Mexican culture, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's you know stuff like the drug lord rips off his jacket and you like hear an eagle eagle scream. <laughs> um, they have a fight. Uh, like they have, I guess Mexicans really like popcorn chicken, so there's a bunch of jokes about that. Uh, um, he, you're he, now you're now learning stereotypes. It's a it's a big stereotype movie. And then uh, like, um, cool. if you can find those online or something, check them out. Um, I'll try to post links when I find them on the site. Um, cool. And I've been watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. I finally got into like a groove of watching it, and I just can't pull myself away from it. I still haven't finished <laughs> Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. Uh, those last two episodes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've been so sucked into Star Trek. So. That's funny. Where are you in the show? I got, I'm up on season three, and I really wish I had the HD versions right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, the DVD ones are great and all, but it's just like if I'm doing this much work yeah. rewatching it, then... um. Yeah, it would be neat. I would like to watch the Do you have the season version. two one? Huh? Do you have the HD versions of season two? I don't have any. I just oh, have okay. the DVDs. Yeah. So, and yeah, only, season three. I... And it gets so much better. Like, yeah. At the end of season two and yeah, season three. And, like they change the uniforms and stuff and the intros. Because the uniforms were my biggest problem with season two. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> well, just, it just makes them look uh, less professional, I guess. Yeah. Like the new ones have like the collar and like the less detail and stuff. All right. So it just feels more, I don't know, professional. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but I get like the old ones were like kind of t-shirty because that's what the original series was like. Right. Um, and Gene Roddenberry didn't like the military, militaristic style, but I guess he must've caved or something. Or um, died. <laughs> he died somewhere. In he there. he died probably like, I think season five. Yeah. So he was still around. Um, and Wesley's not that annoying. No, I, no, <laughs> I no, no. I think, I think people misremember Wesley. Yeah. I really do. I like Wesley. Um, and I guess, uh, do you want me to do the replay list or just save that for the blog? Oh, you, mean, you, you mean, no, dude, talk Let, about Let's it. kick it off because it, we saw The Last Stand, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, for sure. I want to talk about it. I, I don't know if I'm going to continue it on the audio podcast, but I've been, like I said, you've maybe heard before, I'm going back to movies that I watched in the theater and saw once and then was like, I'm done. Yeah. I don't need to see it again. Either I either hated it a lot or it wasn't like enough. Yeah. I didn't love it enough to see it again. So uh, one of those movies that I enjoyed but didn't revisit was Collateral Damage uh, from 2002, I think. Yeah. Uh, very post... Uh, well, 9-11. Post 9-11, but very close to it because it was actually supposed to... I was watching the special features. It was supposed to come out in October. Yep. Uh, and obviously they pushed it back because yeah. it's too insensitive. Um, and my feelings haven't changed about this movie. It's still okay. I didn't realize it was directed by the director of The Fugitive. Which is one of my favorite oh, movies. Wow, Andrew Davis, uh, and uh, it totally screams like 
it even ends the same way. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger gets in a car and it drives off as the credits roll <laughs> <laughs> over them. Um, oh, wow. While like all the police and emergency personnel are like cleaning up a scene. Yeah. Just like the fugitive. Um, he kills a lot of people, a couple people with an ax though. Uh, one person with an ax. Um, if you don't know the story, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays um, Gordy. He's a firefighter in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, one day he's just trying to pick up his wife and son from, I don't know why they're having lunch at a, uh, a Brazilian consulate or Colombian consulate, or some consulate in Los Angeles. I haven't seen it in so long. They're sitting on the patio having lunch. I don't know why they would go there for lunch, but they do. And it's also the site of, uh, there's this terrorist called the Wolf. And um, he That's right. plants a bomb at the consulate. It goes off just as Gordy's about to pick them up. Uh, and he's guilt-ridden because if he... He was supposed to be there earlier, but he s- stayed late for something, didn't get there in time. And if he got there sooner, obviously they'd still be alive, but they're killed. And then our government doesn't want to do too much about uh, catching him right away, the wolf. Like, they know he's back in Columbia. Right. They're not going to catch him. So Gordy takes uh, the law into his own hands and really quickly researches everything about Columbia that he can find <laughs> and enlists the help of uh, some of his buddies Dude, to find Schwarzenegger, his- <laughs> of course. And he goes there, and it is pretty cool how they uh, kind of montage of that time. Instead of linearly seeing him train and then get on a plane and then go to Columbia, he's kind of talking about like what he would do if he had the resources to go to Columbia. So the guy he hires to teach him this stuff uh, is telling him what to do, and you're seeing him do it while he's still in Los right. Angeles physically, but the montage is showing him already in Columbia, yeah. already hitching rides and stuff. Um, and then... Uh, you know the rest of the movie is him just like tracking down the wolf and uh, there's this cool like moral dilemma of the fact that uh, you know the wolf is a terrorist because he experienced his own collateral damage and so Gordy's kind of fall on the verge of following along the same path but the only difference is that he only wants to kill the wolf whereas the wolf is willing to let other people around him die um, there's, right, there's a kind of a mystery about it. now it's like all coming back to me there's <laughs> yeah, a there's a cool a twist in the movie and there's actually even even in the end there's an even cooler twist with the uh, yeah. wife of the wolf which uh, even though I'd seen it before I totally forgot about yeah, it but like, like it's coming back to me now that how the as soon as they get the into plays. like the uh, I, f- I think it's a CIA room or something yeah um, I'm like there's something twisty is going to happen here I forgot about it mm. but here's and, and that, there it is okay yeah I remember and that's pretty cool yeah I think the movie's pretty it's good Jane Lynch is in it she gets her neck snapped oh, and she's right. actually wow. in the fugitive as Harrison Ford's like uh, medical buddy who analyzes the samples and here she's kind of doing like a data research thing again too um, fugitive oh, that's a good movie uh, Casey Jones is in it as the asshole <laughs> CIA guy. Um, Arnold has a great line because for just some reason there's this line in the movie where Arnold's playing with the kid in in the room as they're trying to figure out where, like, where the bomb is in the central station. And uh, Casey Jones, I forget the actor's name, he uh, is like looking at him and they, he brought the wolf's wife with him. So he's like, man, you guys are like a really weird a uh, couple like you'd have a funny sitcom on TV and then Arnold just kind of is coloring with the crayons and he doesn't look at him he just goes yes and you could play the asshole <laughs> <laughs> like what a weird diversion from this like terrorist plot to like make, and you know 
Casey Jones chuckles a little bit, like, yeah, and then he gets shot in the head <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple scenes later. Um, oh, wow. But yeah, it, it's okay. Like, I think uh, they don't. I feel like a like a more independent film would have delved more into the uh, juxtaposition of Gordy's uh, quest versus the wolf's quest. Hmm. They kind of gloss over in like one scene where they just kind of yeah. have that typical beat one guy up and then explain to each other what they're trying to do and then Arnold gets the jump on him but he doesn't get out of the situation. Yeah. So. Cool. So, it's, usually, it's the, yeah, I was just looking up, it's the last uh, original movie that he was in before because he was in Terminator 3. Yeah. Um, and then that was really the last movie he starred in. Uh, I guess he has this, uh, he shows up somewhere in the rundown apparently but my, my point is that's, that's the last like movie he starred in that wasn't just a Terminator movie since until now, until today. And he looks really young in it. It's amazing what 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 ten years. Well, ten <laughs> years, ten years, and, and running a state. Yeah, <laughs> due to you. But Politics will age you. In really heart fast. surgery, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and an affair. In a pa- <laughs> he's had so. he's had a tough ten years. Yeah, he's, yeah. The last ten years have not been good. To Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anyways, that's what we've been watching. Stuff we've been watching. Um, here's a word from our sponsors. My man-spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man-spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's man-spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man-Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh, no, I'm bested by Man-Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop Off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. And we're back. Um, time to see what the number one movie in all of America was last weekend. Not all, not ever. No. This is the box office stats. Last weekend it was Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Which was twenty nine million of uh, twenty four. Twenty four. Which I'm actually kinda surprised that that was number one, but the truth is there was not really anything else to beat it. I thought I mean, Gangster Squad would have done it. Not by a lot, but I figured yeah. that it would be a more popular movie because yeah. I don't think movies about terrorism would are that popular, but I guess it, they were. It sort of backs up what I said that I still think that Zero Dark Thirty just should have wide released back in the fall and they should have made their money because nobody's going to see you know, now is a time where not a lot of people are going to see movies. Why release it this way? Why dump it in January? Um, I mean, yeah, it's doing okay for January, but it probably could have done a lot better at a, at, during a better release. You don't think it would have got lost in the shuffle? 
That was a pretty um, big November, December. I, yeah, no, November, like late November was, well, there was Twilight. a week there. There was some time there. Yeah, no, nobody who was going to see Twilight was not going to, you know, nobody who was going to see Zero Dark Thirty was going to not see it and instead go see Twilight. So that, Skyfall was around, like, making a ton of money, so. I remember there were some weeks in November where we had some stinkers. I remember that. I remember it. And The Hobbit came out, so yeah, December was out. No, I'm just saying I think it would have been better then. But but they still made enough money. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to do fine. I think A Haunted House came in second, which is kind of shocking because that movie looked not good at all. No, no, man, no. And then Gangster Squad was third. No, Gangster Squad ended up being second. No, third. Was yeah, it third? Right. Yeah, you're was right. Was I right? Yeah. yeah. Um, third was 17. I, I think the problem with Gangster Squad is it, I don't know, maybe it just didn't connect with people. You think Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone would be enough to sell people, but... I guess you have to have a good movie, too. Well, there was that one time where we were sitting in the theater and we watched the trailer and when it was over, the guy was just like, what is that douchebaggery? And I was like, really? Like, I, <laughs> I, It's one of my favorite trailers of last year. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, maybe it just doesn't work with work for people. I guess not. Sometimes it just doesn't connect. Yeah. Anyway. Next week in Blu-ray and DVD releases. DVD releases and Blu-rays. I don't think there's too much exciting going on. No, I a, lot think, of, a lot of little stuff. I think the big one is End of Watch. I, I, you know, I didn't really want to see it, but I heard the performances are really good in it. Yeah, they're so, releasing it in theaters because it's they, Oscar worthy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I was kind of interested to see it for the performances. I'll wait till it's streaming for free. <laughs> Sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. What else is coming out? Uh, there's a movie called uh, Searching for Sugarman, which was one of those little indie movies that was passing around for a while. Um. So now is your chance. It's just a movie. That. It's a documentary. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Sorry. I. Yeah. It's a documentary. Um. That had really good buzz. Um. I. It, did it get nominated for? I think, I it's, think it's, it got nominated. It's one of the five. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's it's worth checking out. I. You know. As I much as I heard about it, I think it might actually win because. Yeah. It's exactly. gotten so much praise. Yeah. Um. So now is the time to run to your red box and rent it. Um. Nobody walks, which is that movie with uh, John Krasinski and Olivia Thurlby. Where like he cheats on his, where he's gonna cheat on his wife, and she listens to music on her headphones. That dick. Um, yeah, it's, it's something like that. I don't know. It looked interesting to me, but I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, An Idiot Abroad season three comes out, or series three comes out in America on Blu-ray this week, which is only like three episodes long, but still, now is your chance to see it. Uh, Chris Hardwick's Mandroid, which is his newest stand-up, which is cool. Um, the Men Who Built America, which is that History Channel documentary that I've been meaning to watch. I actually have it saved at home, and I was going to watch it, but it's out now, so maybe I'll just do that. Uh, and then Death Race 3. Yeah. There was a two at some point, and now there's a third one. So you can check that out. I actually like the first Death Race. Well, the remake. First. Yeah. <laughs> it was not bad. No, yeah. no, no. That's great for fun. It's got uh, for a Paul Anderson in it. movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah. I mean, it it's be. probably the best Paul W.S. Anderson movie since Event Horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. They're all about the same. Maybe Resident Evil 1. <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil 1's probably better. Yeah. Anyway, James, you going to spool some real news for me now? Yeah. It's real news. What we got this week? Um, Zack Snyder wants to make a Star Wars movie, but not the Star Wars movies. And the, I think the most interesting thing about this, he he is working on a Star Wars movie that's not in the new trilogy. And 
I realized as soon as this was announced, I realized that that's actually the only thing I care about. I care less about a main trilogy and more about somebody else coming in and just messing around in that universe and telling a cool, making a, a cool movie with Jedi's and aliens and stuff, uh, and and spaceships. It's not centered around the Skywalker clan. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and especially being Zack Snyder, like what he could do for just making a badass action movie set in the Star Wars universe. That's the kind of stuff that I always sort of dreamed about. Um, and and nobody had talked about doing anything other than that trilogy yet. So the fact that he is out there and that they're actually in talks and it seems like that's going to happen, I think is really cool. They should do a reality show that's like Pawn Stars, but with Jawas. Sand people. Yeah. Jawas are like. Yeah. Yeah. The they actually announced a release schedule for Gravity, Alfonso Cuarón's next movie, which. Was supposed to come out like three years ago at this point. Um, I think it's supposed to come out in October, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, <laughs> the point is, we've we've been expecting that movie and talking about it for a long time, um, and they have uh, officially announced a release. It's going to be in October of next year now, um, but still, it's just next like, year to twenty thirteen or twenty thirteen, twenty thirteen, twenty thirteen, October twenty thirteen. Yeah, uh, so we will get to see it this year. Um, I know. I was reading, and I heard. I was reading they the said cast about list that Robert Downey Jr. is in it, but I heard that only Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are in it. Yeah, it's literally two people. Maybe he's the robot voice or something. Yeah, it could be. I think it, the expectations sound a bit high. They should probably come back down to earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. That, that was a real stretch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then speaking of TV shows, uh, Zombieland. You know, they in in doing the promotion for uh, Gangster Squad, um, it was sort of revealed that Zombieland is probably not going to get a sequel film, uh, which is too bad, but I think all those people are sort of often busy, and, and to bring them back together for that movie is probably not very likely. Um, but they are talking about reviving the television show, which is actually what Zombieland started out as. It was going to be a, a pilot for a show, and then that sort of fell down, and they crafted it into a, a, a really awesome movie. They um, did. But I, I think that could be cool. Um, yeah, because you know that I listened to the commentary on it, and that zombie kill of the week was going to be like their tag at the end of every episode. Yeah, where you know it's the zombie kill of the week. I, I think if they if they find the right home for it, like an FX, um, where where they could both you know do the zombie stuff to the right degree and also not be too silly about yeah. like it needs to be silly, but it needs to be smart. But silly. It, but it can't be on network because network could be too. Neutered. Yeah. They, they, yeah, exactly. Well, just neutered, and they would dumb it down so yeah, much. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, um, you know, you couldn't have really cool characters, like, you know, on Justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that you've watched it. I know, but you brought it to me I this did, week, yeah. It's so sitting there staring I'll be, at you. I'll maybe oh, watch man. it. Look at the four stars on the front of that Blu-ray. Yeah. I know. I only I see Ola Fantastic on it. Yeah, but there's a lot of good characters in there. Now you have Justified, are you going to be able to get to these Deadwood DVDs that I brought you? I know, I have to. Man, yeah. I have a lot of there's watch. No ru- there's no rush, you know, Justified. It's just a good cop show, you know, no hype. You just, <laughs> sometime you watch that show, and then we'll fucking talk about it. <laughs> anyway, that's news for this week. Boring. Jeez. Oh, there's not much. Hey, nobody died, right? That's good. Yeah, it's good. Is, is FX splitting it into two networks? Is that happening? Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't hear about that. Okay. Well, maybe we'll save it for next week because I don't have any real information. <laughs> I, I, I saw the headline. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I don't I watch would, FX anyway, so. Oh, you should be. There's, there's. I mean. I mean, I, I would if I had Gable, but I don't. Oh, so. oh right. 
Um, FX is maybe my favorite. I was thinking about this today. I think FX may be my favorite channel on TV. Like, yes, AMC has some really good shows, but um, I think FX is producing a lot more stuff. And not all of it is as good, uh, but I, I just think it's they're, they're doing some really interesting stuff. I mean, with with Louie and obviously Justified, <clears throat> my favorite show on television. Um, and to clarify, if you're really like really interested in finding out what I just alluded to, uh, I just read that FX was thinking about splitting into two networks that one that focuses on older demographic and one that focuses on a new uh, young dem- demographic. So yeah, you probably you... get all the raunchy comedies in the young one and then the more serious dramatic stuff like justified in the older one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it now cause the Huffington post talked about it and yeah, it, wait, it's almost there. The Huffington post talks about it as being older and younger, but if I look at it, I just look at it as dramas and comedies really mm. uh, putting your, it's always sunny as on. And like they just started a show this week that I watched called legit um, which I didn't talk about because I don't really know what to make of it um, because there's not the the it, it's it's this Australian comedian who um, he takes his friend's brother who's dying to Las Vegas so that they can ha- get him laid by a hooker, um, but I don't know what the like actual story of the show is going to be or who these characters are. So I'm you know I'm gonna wait a while, but still um, they're they're pumping out a lot of just comedies like that and just trying different stuff. Um, which I think is really neat. Um, they don't take as much time and craft it as well as AMC does, but that's okay. Um, yeah, it's different. Anyway, that's news. <laughs> comic book corner. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Now, if I sounded depressed, it's because um, Amazing Spider-Man is. Oh fuck. Most. <laughs> um, just rename it the Spider-Man Corner and get it over with. No, because every other week I talk about an interesting book. Exactly. Um, anyways, Superior Spider-Man came out last week, and when we were at the comic store, Andrew told me that I might drop Spider-Man after it. Um, Are you going to drop thinking Spider-Man? Thinking about it. <laughs> I- I'll never drop Spider-Man just because I like the character. But he's not, not right in, now. He's not, he's well, not like, in the book. Like yeah. Peter Parker, though. Yeah, so. it's it's a weird... It's I'm struggling, guys. Okay, yeah. I'm struggling. <laughs> Anyways, it's keeping him up at night. It is the. It starts again with Octopeter. That's my name. <laughs> call him. Um, <laughs> oh man, he's you know arrogant, and he's basically saying how stupid Peter Parker is because his life's so great. And again, so it, right away, it totally pisses on the ending to Spider-Man 700, where yeah. Octavius learns that. Oh man, Peter Parker's so great that yeah. uh, I have to be a hero like him in three pages. And yeah. so in this, he says, "Oh, Peter Parker's stupid. I'm better than Peter Parker." And then he goes to lunch where he's gonna basically rape Mary Jane, um, f- you know, because it's not Peter; it's Otto Octavius who's using Peter's memories of Mary Jane to take yeah. advantage of her to sleep with her. Yeah. If if say I don't know, they ever wrote a book where the chameleon pretended to be somebody and had sex with somebody, that would also be rape. Exactly. Oh wait! Truly, the superior Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, the superior Spider-Man. Anyways, bitches. so there's a, so Octopeter is talking to Mary Jane, and there's literally a a panel in it where he's not really paying attention to her, but he says, "And I love the view." And it's a panel of Mary Jane's breasts. Fuck! I'm not even joking. This is. Fuck fuck them. Exactly, right? This is supposed to be good Spider-Man who give this to your kids and they learn to be good people and no. Way to kill fucking comics, guys. Exactly. And so the it goes on and he's trying to fight the new Sinister Six. One, again... Isn't he supposed to be on them? 
<laughs> so who replaced him? Oh, I wish it, I could have taken a picture it, of that glare. It was they were, what replaced him was a bunch of C-list villains like the Big Will. Have you ever heard of the Big Will? No. What? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Speed Demon and Boomerang are kind of they're still C level. Anyways, so the the book opens with Spider Man attacking them. Uh, I mean Octopeter, and then he realizes that he's like it, basically he says fuck this, I don't care about him. He leaves the fight because he he's tired of getting his butt kicked. What the fuck? So he leaves the fight, and then he goes back to Peter Parker's job at Horizon Labs, where he's going to develop. Uh, he developed a specific way to defeat each one of them. So they show up to Horizon Labs for some reason, and he does that, and he's a he's about to kill the boomerang. He's going to like rip his face off or something. And as he's about to, a hand grabs him. The fucking ghost of Peter Parker <laughs> grabs his hand and stops him from killing the boomerang. Okay. Okay. I'm not making this is up, it by the way. Literally the, is it like his conscious... It is co- literally the ghost of Peter Parker grabs Octopeter's hand and... Okay, so, no, 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 so no, no. in some way, Peter it, Parker's still in the book. In the, he is the... In di- Peter Parker, who has defeated death, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is still saving people from bad guys. <laughs> That's how great of a character Peter Parker is, but I'm just saying, he's literally stopping him. And then, like he's like, there's a panel of Peter Parker's ghost hand. Right. So your problem is that incorporeal Peter Parker is stopping corporeal. Exactly. Peter Parker. Okay. But so that's like the the last panel on a page. So you turn the page, and it cuts to Octo Peter as Spider Man, and he says, and he's has an inner monologue. He says, "I don't know what made me stop." Oh, but so it is. It is in his head. No, because what? The, so Octo Peter says something made me stop. It cuts to. A huge, like, half page of Ghost Peter saying, um, I'm still around. You might not know it, but I'm going to find a way to get back. Hell yeah, Peter Parker. <laughs> no, that's horrible writing. Well, yeah, no, it is. But um, my, my wonder, my, I'm wondering now if, since they are keeping him around, and obviously, obviously him coming back is going to be a part of this story. See, yeah. where it's not like they're just going to kill him. You know, it's not like when Batman dies where, like, he dies and then they have some fun with him not being around and then they come up with a real quick story to get him back. Like, clearly him coming back is going to be a part of this story. So maybe their whole point here, um, and I'm giving them a lot of grace by saying this, maybe their whole point here is that they're going to put somebody else in the, in his shoes and by um, using them as a foil sort of show us like okay this is what somebody who's not as good as Peter Parker would do with this um, and then when Peter Parker comes back we can be like oh man that's I appreciate him as a character so much more because now I know how good he actually is because I, I didn't James, I didn't even quit realize quit giving Dan Slot credit <laughs> okay alright I'm just saying maybe maybe that it could. I, I think they're I, going if that's what the story they tr- they're trying to tell I think they're doing it in a shitty shitty way yeah I mean I, but, I understand that's maybe what he's doing is he's saying you know this is what the world's a Spider-Man would be like without Peter Parker yeah. so it basically ghost Peter Parker is his Jiminy Cricket Right. <laughs> Where he, he's not letting him do bad things. Yeah. But an insult, though, I saw a cover for next month's Superior Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's all over Mary Jane. Uh. So wouldn't Peter Parker's ghost stop him from raping Mary Jane? <laughs> Slaps his dick out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, what happened? I, this <laughs> never happened like, to me before. So, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll stick with the book because I like Spider-Man, but I, I don't like 
that one he runs away yeah. from a fight. I don't like that there's a panel of him zeroing in on Mary Jane's breasts. Well, and I I think that if I, I like I said I think it sounds like it's part of really the way they did it. If if they hadn't killed Peter, they had just trapped him in Otto Octavius's body, and so you knew like okay. There we go. So then it's really just like, oh, Otto Octavius is in Peter Parker's body and we've got to get him out. So then it's just him doing villainous things. Mm -hmm. Then it's different. Then you wouldn't be looking at it as Peter Parker is doing these is doing these bad things and being a bad person. See what I'm saying? Um, it seems like maybe ex- uh, execution of their idea is the is maybe the problem. Yeah, there. I understand that they're saying, well, now it's it's, it's a different Peter, Spider-Man than it's not Peter Parker. Right. So you can. You can, he can he can rape people and kill people and it's okay. I don't know. It's just the execution is yeah. weird and that there's literally a ghost of Peter Parker in the book. Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, kind of awesome. I mean, I, I understand. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess maybe if he's so intelligent that he's saying that Peter Parker's around yeah. and that the ghost of Spider Man is gonna, <laughs> I'll I'll never get on board with Otto Octavius as Spider Man. So. Maybe maybe when Otto when Octo Peter isn't isn't paying attention, maybe like Peter Parker is just like butt raping him, totally behind. Like while he's <laughs> and sleeping. the only way like, they could fuck make, you, Otto. The only way they could pay off Ghost Peter, like <laughs> stopping Octavius from killing Boomerang, is that if he has an opportunity to kill the Green Goblin and Peter doesn't stop him. Oh. That would be a cool story. Oh. and then Peter Parker's. Finally got rid of Norman Osborn, and he can come back. He's maybe he's waiting for him to kill Norman but Osborn. Isn't that sort of that one of those? You know, I, don't, I maybe I can't kill you, but I don't have to save you. One of those things of like, well, maybe, maybe may, would would Peter Parker let Otto? Would, would that would, make, would Peter would that Parker make let this whole die? story arc worth it? Maybe if would you be okay? Even even worse than Peter Parker being dead, would you be okay if the Green Goblin were dead? Uh, I would be okay with the Green Goblin being dead because he was dead for 40 years. Well, that's so. true. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, I can live with him being dead. Yeah. And there's always Harry Osborn. He's, he magically came back because, remember, Spider-Man made a deal with the devil. So, <laughs> Comic book corner. Eh. I tell cool. you not to pick up Superior Spider-Man, but it's already sold out, so you can't pick it up anyways. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Anyways, this week, boys, we saw Arnold Schwarzenegger's return to starring roles. Brad, should people go see The Last Stand? Mm, meh. I, I, it, it has fun moments, but it's, again, nothing special, nothing you haven't really seen. Um, didn't knock my socks off, sorry. James, should people go see The Last Stand? I don't think you should go see it. Um, if you if it's a movie you're interested in, like if you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger return, um, maybe rent it. Um, I... I think when when Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the movie, I think it's really fun. Uh, but there is a lot of parts where he's not in it, and it's it's boring and drags his feet and isn't really that interesting. And the action isn't as cool as it could be. So, no. I thought it was pretty cool. I think you should go see it. So okay. now here's a trailer for it. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That'll put another O in the elephant right there, boys. He wasn't working there. Hey, Ray, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Wow, you're looking jacked, Ray. You've been working out? Give me the damn thing. A prisoner is cartel boss, Gabriel Cortez. We need to transport him through Vegas to a maximum security prison. The cartel is here. Whoa! 
John Bannister, FBI. I have a violent fugitive making a run for the Mexican border. A couple of truckers that stopped in town. We're sending off about them. Complete your mission. Get me across that border. Something big is going on here. I want a roadblock right here now. Several officers down. What kind of car is this? The Zero One. Faster than any chopper. Owen's here. What can I do for you? Some smart ass is flying a jet plane around out here with no lights on. Boom, 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 boom. I'm not gonna let that guy come through our town without a fight. I love the way you walk. And I love the way you talk. Are we gonna go up against all that firepower? Bang, 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 bang. I got an idea. He's my little Nazi killer. You have more ammo? How, how, how? You never know. How are you, Sheriff? Old. Boom. Who the hell are you? Man. I'm the Sheriff. I thought the Tyler title card was pretty cool. <laughs> It, it, it was uh, oh yeah, yeah with, with, with the, the, the map and it turns and then it's a last stand is you know the part on the map you know you're always complaining about titles being boring <laughs> and that one wasn't um, I thought it, I thought it was shot really well I thought the director had some cool um, choices I think it I think it's it's shot in a way that like yeah there are some cool little shots to it but I wouldn't call it really well they, it's they very were, experimental yeah. they're trying things. Yeah. Well, I mean, even this sounds silly, but there's a there's a shot where a car comes up and parks, and the camera tracks up the car, and then you know yeah. gets to the door. I think the shots like that are cool because you don't see them. And when they zip cord out, out of the uh, parking garage, it like follows them zip lining, and yeah. then they go off in the distance, and That's the camera I mean. comes down and follows fun. the cop. Oh cars. yeah, and I, I think he does some interesting things like uh, like the scene where it's in the trailer where Arnold gets thrown through the front of the cafe, uh, and you know they ask him, "How are you?" Oh, I'm old. Well, in that in that shot. Him getting thrown through the door is uh, actually sideways. He runs through the door. Whatever, I don't remember. <laughs> um, him him going through the door is actually shot sh- like sideways. Like um, it's not even a Dutch angle. It's like you know the length of the door is from right to left of the screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's kind of it's just a quick shot, but it's just a little disorienting. You've seen was, the trailer. You've seen it. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but just weird. Um, and then yeah, there's stuff like that. It, yeah, it's but not I, distracting. It's just kind of interesting. Like I had fun in the movie, but I will agree uh, with James too. I mean, there's parts where like Schwarzenegger is gone for 20 minutes. Oh man, like, come on, dude. I want to see Schwarzenegger. Because I don't give a shit about Forrest Whitaker. Oh, I do. Forrest Whitaker just died a little. I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to. I don't. I don't know. I forgot to say this uh, too about collateral damage. But when Arnold really tries, he can pull off good dramatic acting. Oh yeah, like oh, and know, he does it again in here. You know, I think he's really good in, and people will laugh at me. Is End of Days? Mm. Yeah, he's really good when he's you know contemplating like his suicide and he's sitting in his apartment by himself. I think you're right, Brad. Mm. I think he has some clunky yeah. deliveries on some lines, but like, I don't know if that is that his fault or is it the script? I think it's the script. I think the script is just shit. The script has some bad lines in it, but it also does. like uh, he really hasn't gotten over his accent. Like it has, mm-hmm. he, yeah. He still has that. I mean, I, I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's at this point. He speaks English well enough. I don't think he's trying to get over it. That's just the way he yeah. sounds. 
Um, but it makes some lines come off kind of weird. Do you think it yeah. has maybe something to do with that he hasn't been in a movie in a long time? Or could be. I, I definitely think so. Uh, there were especially early on, like the first couple of scenes he was in, where he's like he's talking to the mayor and things like that. I was like, oh no, he's lost it. Um, but as soon, fucking, as soon as he drives that van in and runs over a dude and then breaks <laughs> the window with his elbow and then starts shotgunning people, oh, I was yeah, like, that part was fuck, badass. yes, I have missed this so much. <laughs> It's amazing um, how him just entering a scene can make all the sharpshooters yeah. terrible shots. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And he has a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going around shooting people's faces off with a shotgun, but, and they have, like, rifles with scopes on them, and, they're, and they can't kill him. But it is really cool seeing, you know, Schwarzenegger in movies like this, because, you know, it sounds weird, but I kind of missed yeah. that action star. I mean, it's been filled a little bit with, uh, I think, uh, Sylvester Stallone's done really well lately yeah. with his action movies. But uh, there's something about Arnold that I've always loved, and uh, whether it's Collateral Damage or End of Days or Running Man or Predator, he has a presence on screen. Oh yeah, that is really commanding. Uh, and even if even if it does take him a little bit to warm up, I think that charisma shows back up again, especially halfway through the movie when you know people are dying and and he's shooting bad guys and stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah, I I I will love this, and I don't. Um, yeah, maybe you don't necessarily see him as a character. You just see him as that caricature of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's fine because it's cool. Yeah, again, I think it's a script problem. Like, I still, I still actually kind of had liked this movie a lot because yeah. I kind of had fun with it. But I think his character is kind of undeveloped too because, you know, he says he was old, and then there's, I guess, they're going for last when he puts glasses on to, yeah. to investigate stuff to, you know, say, oh, he is old now. But, um, I mean, the, overall, I thought the movie was pretty cool. I, there is a lot of cliches in it, you know yeah. the. The FBI agent who's working with the bad guy and um, yeah and things like that, but and I, I don't think the 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 villain was that interesting. The villain is. Did far I mention from this movie is also like a very expensive Corvette commercial? Oh <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it is. I love I love the fact that the Corvette, which is made out of like fiberglass, uh, can get in a wreck with like it can wreck an SUV. The wreck, the SUV drives over it and flips, and yet it it just scuffs the paint because you know <laughs> we got to sell some car- Corvettes here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It was it was a point there. I remember during that chase sequence in the uh, in the cornfields uh, where they're like driving their cars over each other and fl- flipping. The, you know, it's crazy. I, at some point, I had to go like, "Okay, James, you're 12 years old and you don't know how cars work. Just have fun with this." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah, yeah." yeah. It's just it's like playing with your Matchbox cars at home, you know. Um, but but it it plays back on yeah. the like you said those cliches. Y- that, you're right. It does take a little bit to get going too because you know it doesn't. I think it doesn't really pick up until he does show up at that shootout yeah. where he and that's almost halfway through the movie where yeah you know he's but i, I mean there's well, really cool moments in it and i i mean yeah the cliches heard it but i think what helps elevate it is i i don't know i miss schwarzenegger and stuff so i think it would have been more interesting if they had completely cut out all that fbi stuff so that it was really just because i i liked the sort of the other characters the guy who's in the the guy who's in jail, the um, um, Jamie Alexander's character. Uh, it's got the guy who plays Matt's, um, uh, Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights, the, who plays Jerry, who, spoilers, he dies. Um, though, like, that little pack of characters I really enjoyed um, for what they were, uh, and I would have liked it if it was just like us getting to know them, and then all of a sudden dude just guy in a super fast Corvette is driving to town and they got to stop him and we don't really understand who he is or why but he's clearly crazy uh and that that alone that would by itself I think would have been a better movie it's all that sort of downtime 
with the with the FBI that that's where it just sort of was like, come on, dude, start you know, shooting people. They again. had that scene in the trailer where he grabs that guy and they crash through the window. But yeah. the part they edit out is he runs and shoots the dude in the head before he <laughs> <laughs> shoots him oh. in the head midair. Yeah, oh, yeah. badass. There are some good kills in there. And then you yeah. know the the granny part. <laughs> Quiet <laughs> granny and the granny <laughs> blows that dude away. Well it's just the way that she just the look on her face as she like reaches over and gets the gets <laughs> the gun out. But we don't see it. It just cuts away and then he goes flying through the window. Oh, that was a good time. And Schwarzenegger says much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> what did you yeah. say? Like don't you have more Guys to kill or something? No, she like, says like, "Go get him, uh, Ray." Is his name Ray? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She says something like, "Go get him, Ray," or show him, give him what for, something like that. Yeah, what well, yeah, for? <laughs> Thanks, I will. And <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. His there you go. His delivery of yeah. that line of like, oh, okay, like uh, you know, <laughs> all right, this is weird, but sure, I'll go do it. Is great. He's yeah. And I kind of like the end fight scene too because you know in the in the eighties Schwarzenegger would have killed that guy, but yeah. he's such an upstanding citizen that you know. He he takes them back and even had the line, you know, you give immigrants a bad name. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. The only thing I didn't like about the end scene is it was totally green screened and it wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that bridge is not a cool place to have a, a big fight sequence. You know, um, I was expecting because I, I was going into this really wanting it to be very over the top and just balls of the wall. I was expecting it was not a bridge, but it was just a big ramp. And then he was supposed <laughs> to be driving this super fast car like over the thing. Like they didn't have time um, to build a whole yeah. bridge, oh, so yeah. they just did half of it. And then yeah, yeah he ramps it. Oh, yeah. especially because then like they could they could he they could both drive their cars over, and then he could fight him in Mexico, and he has to drag his ass back to America. He's like, I don't care about borders. I'm still gonna get you know, like that would have been cool. Um, I was but, hoping he was going to chuck him off that bridge, and when he just kind of fell on that uh, plate, yeah, and like you thought his spine was severed, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, okay, well, that was a short fight, and then, <laughs> yeah. well, and that made it cool too, because then when he comes back, like for a second, you're like, oh, sh- oh shit, this guy's got the jump on him, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But his was, honor can't be bought. I was a little disappointed by Luis Guzman. Can I say that? I usually expect him to be funnier, but really, he doesn't really get a lot. Oh yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think there's just not enough of it. Yeah, he kind of is forgotten mm-hmm. about for a while. Of course, truth think, is, jokes in general, I think, are just given a little bit too much time to breathe, and so they're not... You sort of laugh a little, and then it it's just sort of awkward after. I think he's really lucky, because uh, I think if you get shot with a fifty caliber in your shoulder, it just takes <laughs> off your sh- your arm. <laughs> yeah. Well, Schwarzenegger <laughs> did s- shoot that one guy in half with the... I know. Oh, that was good. <laughs> the, the minigun. Yeah. Well, and there's the guy who gets shot with a flare gun and explodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some fun parts in this movie. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked it. But I guess yeah. also the, some of that CGI, too, is terrible. Like when the, mm. the uh, farm owner gets shot off the tractor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Where did that bullet come from? Who shot him? A sniper, I assume. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not that it's a. It's not that it's really awful, you know? It's just that um, for for sort of what I was... For the kind of action movie I, I expect it to be, I don't think there's enough meat, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah. I thought Knoxville had some good gags. Yeah, yeah. he does. Uh, yeah, he's... Like, naming all of his stuff. Uh, funny yeah. names and trying to take down a telephone bowl. Yeah, but then, like, that whole plot... That's like, not going to stop while him. While it's happening, <laughs> and then they congratulate him when he gets it down, and I'm like... Are you serious? That's not going to stop anything. Mm-hmm. And then that never comes back. Yeah. That is not well, no, part no, of the last... Sh- that that was a different road that they closed off, so you had to go through Main Street ah. for the last stand. You guys didn't pay attention to the fucking movie. I, still, I think like, that it was poorly <laughs> laid out. They looked at that and were like, oh, I can't get through that telephone pole that still has like a 
nine foot gap under it. Well, maybe he moved his truck. Three minutes later, he's driving through cornfields, and the town has like one road. So I'm pretty sure (laughs) he could have found another way. But yeah, yeah. But exactly that kind of thing where like that joke of him trying to drop the telephone pole is funny at first, and then it just sort of it breathes for a while, and you're like, "Am I still supposed to be laughing?" But it's not. Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad to have him back. I want to see another totally. movie. Totally. Well, you don't have to wait that long to see him again. I think he's in a movie. When, he's got he's got a movie? bunch he has, of he has stuff a couple slated. coming out this year. He's got a he's got to pay his maid. Um, <laughs> he's got child support. <laughs> yeah, he's to make. lots of it. Yeah. And um, uh, alimony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm tomb. sure he had a prenup on that stuff. <laughs> he's got that movie The Tomb coming out this oh, year. Oh, that's right. That's what uh Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's it comes out in October or something. Uh, September, end of September. So yeah, look at me with my memory. I know he looks really old in it. He's you know they let him gray his beard out, which is weird. Anyways, did you know you can like us on Facebook? No, Real Nerds Podcast. You can tweet us real underscore nerds. You can call us seven two zero six nerds five. Go to our website realnerdspodcast dot com. Leave comments. What am I forgetting? Download Stitcher. Listen to download us on the Stitcher. Stitcher app. Yeah, yeah, we're on the Stitcher radio network now. You can go to iTunes and download us. There's so many ways you can listen to us. You can stream us live on, uh, on our, uh, not live, I guess mm-hmm. you can stream us on our website. You would be live streaming us on the website. <laughs> we would not be. We would be recorded. <laughs> oh, Next. What? I said thanks. Thanks for explaining that. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Next week we'll be seeing Hansel and Gretel. Oh, are we? Yeah. I thought we were singing Bolt to the Brain. Bullet to the head. The head bullets. Now that's February 1st, buddy. Is it? Pay attention to the fucking movie schedule. So we're seeing Hansel and Gretel. We saw a really sweet extended preview of it. (laughs) There's like two different shots in that trailer. There's nothing interesting about that I think the only extended part was they had Jeremy Renner before it. Yeah. Anyways, until next week, the real nerds bid you adieu. Bye. Bye. Bye.